0: Hey everybody and welcome to this edition of the racing insiders podcast i am kate Dillon with crate insider and i'm here today with uh steve hendron from hendron racing engines a co-host and we have a special guest today alex Hendren.
1: super special
0: yes from <laughs> alex Hendren racing and also from uh hendron racing engines would you like to introduce yourself alex
1: my name is alex hendron and yes i am indeed from Hendren racing engines uh i also race as well uh so I mean, we're uh we haven't had as much time as I would have liked uh so far to race, but uh we're doing a lot of R&D here recently. 2023
2: you know? season we're talking about. Yeah,
1: yeah, we're talking about this year, but yeah. haven't had haven't had uh, as much time to race as I would have liked, but uh like I said, doing a lot of R&D figuring some cool stuff out, so Yeah. I'm lagging it.
2: Of course it doesn't help when you when you go test and you blew oh, a right front tire and knock the damn fence yeah, down the, yeah. the, first, <laughs> the first night out <laughs> about that
1: no yeah we uh we ran into a little bit of a snag there i uh turned the track record times at the place i was testing at, and then went to make my last final lap and blew a right front tire and kind of knocked the whole front end off of it so that was a major setback but we got it all fixed we raced uh, a couple weeks ago and um it, it was all right it was up and down kind of night but uh I mean, I'm, I'm good now. We're we're set to go on the third of July. So this coming Monday. Yep. So we'll where see what happens. Tell,
2: tell them where you're racing.
1: Uh racing at uh, Cherokee Speedway in Gaffney, South Carolina, with the uh, Blue Ridge Outlaws for the Robbie Weaver Memorial. It's a uh, 3500 to win race, so should be a decent show. I'm looking forward to it. Yep, that'd
2: be awesome. Uh-huh.
0: So definitely no podcast next Monday.
1: No,
2: sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. Of course, we've had technical difficulties here recently, so we haven't had a podcast recently, but hopefully we'll be back on normal schedule.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, So I see we got some folks here. So I see uh, Scott is here from California. He says, hi, SK and Alex. Nice (laughs) to have you back in the air again. Happy Monday from California. Absolutely. Well, hi, Scott. Thank you for joining us. And amazing assistant Tori is here saying, hey, Hey y'all. And your friend Pat is here. Hi, guys. Saying hi. Well, great. Well, welcome everybody. And uh, anyone who has questions, feel free to drop them into the comments, whether those are questions just, you know, that you're having with your racing, or if you have a specific question for Alex, feel free to feel free to drop that in or Kate or me, honestly, I mean, I'm not the I I mean, what. The i can You're i can not. answer nerd you well, well you
2: are you are from Crate insider so you do sell stuff so yeah,
0: <laughs> i do <laughs> i do i'm not really your tech person i mean unless it's like <laughs> geek stuff you know like all of this equipment stuff. so right. you know, how do i build a website which That's is pretty-
2: actually a pretty amazing setup if you like look behind the scenes there's like all sorts of shit everywhere <laughs>
3: So, so many cords
0: so many cords i know i should have a i should have one of the cameras like pointed to all it, this looks like such a mess <laughs> yeah we got um laptop mixer board a camera switcher two cameras yeah. tripods lights three microphones and well there's a fourth one right over there in case yeah, it's our true. backup because yep. you got a backup <laughs> for everything headphones yeah This is
1: actually this is the first time I've been on this setup. The last time was out on the patio.
0: Oh. So
1: this is all this is new to me too. So sorry it took so long, but it's it's all new to me now. You're back. Yeah, back with a vengeance.
0: Yeah. So it's great to have you back as a repeat guest. And and you know, what would you say are the biggest things that you've learned as you've increased your, you know, increased your experience and developed your racing career. I mean, you've won a race since mm-hmm. the last time you were on the podcast. Um, what are some of the things you've learned other than how to do better body work?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the body work has been a, a definite must there in that uh, department, but uh, no, just honestly uh, staying humble. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a main thing for me too, is uh, I mean, you can go out there and set the world on fire one night and then the following week you're getting lapped. So it's, it's uh It's all about give and take, honestly, but, uh, no learning about, like I said, staying humble and, uh, learning about how much your suspension means to you. That's the main thing for me too, is I've, I've gotten in in touch with some really good people, uh, that know a lot uh, in the suspension department. We'll get to that later, I'm sure, but, um, just how much all that stuff means. And it didn't mean so much, maybe five, six, seven years ago. But now it's like everything like if you don't have that stuff tuned in all four corners, then well,
2: and it's a, it's a relationship you establish with those people. Yeah. Also, awesome. it's going to be like like us, you know, in our, in our business with the engines. It's a relationship you establish with the engine builder. It's the, it's the relationship you establish with the part seller. Mm-hmm. Right. So those are all vital. That's vital to being successful. It's vital to learning new information. It's vital to everything.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely
0: well relationships are so core to to my business and you know there there might be some manufacturers out there that m- maybe they've got you know one of the pieces maybe they do it better but if they're hard to get a hold of if mm-hmm. i can't get questions answered you know things like that that is a factor and so you know i i do pay close attention to that because a lot of times i don't know the answer but i if i know who to call or Sometimes I even just send my customers over there. I mean, today I had a drive shaft question. So I I knew that I didn't exactly know the answer. So I gave the racer Mm -hmm. um, Pat Fagan's phone number over at Fast Shafts. And and then the customer called me back because, you know, a lot of times you find those situations where the customer has a question and then you're dealt with another question. And it's, you know, I'm not trying to put it off, but then, you know, I end up being like, you know, like messenger over here. But I mean,
2: fair enough. If you don't know, you don't know. well i'm just honest about uh, that being honest about it's like the main thing yeah
0: yeah i don't think we've ever lied to
2: anybody on this show all the years we've done it now so
0: no if i don't know
2: something i'm gonna tell you i don't know it if you don't know something you're gonna tell them you don't know
0: it well well, and he said he really appreciated that because there's a lot of people that would just probably just blow smoke and 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 say that say that and I'm just going to be honest. I don't
2: know. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not how you do business blowing smoke either. I mean, nah, there are people out there that do that. And I don't know how they sleep at night. What but
1: if hey. you don't know, you ask somebody who does. <laughs> right.
0: Right. And if it was a question, I felt like, you know, like these get really specific. So, so you know, I don't always know the answer, but I usually right. know who to call. <laughs> um as far as that goes and uh looks like we got some uh folks on here so i see uh terry is here he says watching from princeton west virginia nice. it's always fun to see where people are watching from Absolutely. so we've got you know california west virginia north carolina so far and ashley's here saying hey guys that's hey, uh, alex's girlfriend bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah she knows where you are anyway right <laughs> um this is live and Arthur says, "Is a quarter-inch carb spacer better for torque on a three-eighths mile track versus a half?" Uh, track rules say open spacer, no divider.
2: Um, not, not that I found. No. Uh, so, yeah, I guess no divider. So that means no four hole.
0: No, yeah, so open. Uh,
2: but what, what kind of engine?
0: Because yeah.
2: Because is it a six hundred four or six hundred two?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or a
2: five? I mean, or, or I mean, yeah, I assume it's going to be six hundred four or six hundred two. But uh, generally, like on 604s, the the plenum on that intake manifold is actually a little bit on the large side anyway. So that 5.8s has been about the ideal thing that we found, that 5.8 spacer. Mm-hmm. Um, we've tried half inch and lost. We've tried one inch and lost. We've tried three quarters and lost. But that 5.8s is like about the happy medium.
0: Sweet spot. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and and this depends also on the carburetor that you're using. hmm so you know what, what venturi size and there, there there's many different variables but on average that five eights is about the best on a 604 602
0: and arthur says he's got a 602 oh 602
2: mm-hmm. um then no uh if you got to run it open god that sucks shitty rules there um no i'd, I'd still run the one inch
0: great
2: it's a dual plane you got to get that fuel enough time to you know get separated between the big ledge there in the middle Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
2: in my opinion i mean
0: well it's not just your opinion it's your testing as well right yeah it's it's not like it's your first day well we i mean
2: i i don't honestly work around a lot of those rules where you know it's like you can't have a center divider Mm -hmm. because the one we found is that one inch that's got the center divider in it Mm -hmm. (laughs) that is that works best on 602s but i'm just it's kind of a half half half-ass educated guess is what i'm getting at
0: mm-hmm oh um i've got a great comment here so web racing uh, he actually made a comment the other day on our youtube channel i'm i'm just supposing a he because i mean <laughs> just hey it if you're not a he it is what it is i mean i'm, I'm used to most of my audience well you are a
2: she in the industry i am
0: so. <laughs> yeah you know it's great at pri i'm like you one of like 12 women in the right. whole place you know it's great you know there's never a line in the bathroom i'll tell you that <laughs> um <laughs> so um so web racing says you guys rock have been learning so much about my 604 i'm using it for drag racing oh and that's that, so that's what he commented is like you know i think i'm the only one here that's uh drag racing with a 604 well, that's really interesting
2: actually i yeah i never even thought that that would be something that you could do i mean not
0: not that you couldn't
2: weirdly but yeah no i just yeah not that you couldn't yeah Yeah. Yeah, no that's pretty cool
0: so that's super cool and and i actually really love drag racing I love uh, if, if I'm going to go to racing for entertainment. I'm going to go to drag racing. Oh,
2: hundred mm-hmm. percent! You love that, like the four wide nationals. And all oh my stuff god, so much! In Charlotte yes. every year and all that stuff. Yeah, and, and I
0: love the IHRA stuff. I love the energy, and I love you know. I, well, well, what was
2: what was it now? Six years ago, roughly.
0: Oh, where, where you, where, you,
2: where you did? Is it is it that long ago?
0: Oh, it's going to be back in 2013. I got, I got,
2: I've got video of her. It's in, 2013 in a, in a dragster.
0: Yeah, it's ten at, years ago, honey. Yeah.
1: Yeah, oh, Well say that, that same day. That was the, the NHRA deal. The same. It day, was mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Before she actually went out and did her own yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I took first time I've ever been to one yeah. and took a video of the top fuel guys yeah. and it blew the speaker out of my phone. Exactly. I, <laughs> like, I had to talk. <laughs> I had to talk on speaker because I couldn't. I couldn't
0: hear anything. <laughs> right. Well, what I love is it's like going to a drag race, especially those big ones. It's like a full body experience. You oh, know, yeah. it's like if if you needed a if you had Yeah, here's the good thing. I mean, if if you were having heart issues in the stands, I mean it has it's basically a defibrillator. Oh, Oh, I guarantee (laughs) it's like it's gonna
2: restart your heart. It'll rattle your cage. Oh
0: yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah.
2: But if I remember right, you like
1: hauled ass down through there.
0: Yeah, they did.
1: The reaction time was nice and everything. Exactly.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, i did that. And yeah, I've got it that on video somewhere. But yeah, that (laughs) was back in that was back on 2013. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So 10 years ago.
2: God, that does not seem like 10 years yet. Wow.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens. All right. Tori says that Addison says hi to Alex. Oh my gosh! Hi, Addison. I think she's aww. she's your super fan. She's
1: my favorite. She's my yeah. She's the super fan of, mm-hmm. of all time. Mm-hmm. Love her to death.
0: Yep. And Chad says she's like a little spider monkey.
1: Too. She is. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh! The energy that little girl has.
0: Insane. <laughs> mm-hmm. she, she should be
1: doing gymnastics. Tori. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Yes. I think she's working on her cartwheels right now. <laughs> so uh, Chad says just the people I need to see for a 604 rebuild. That's these guys. There you go. Yeah. Let's do it. yeah.
2: Anytime yeah. you're ready, man. We're actually, uh, we're seeing, I'm seeing a bit of a slowdown right now.
1: Mm.
2: Um, so yeah. I mean, wait time is not that bad. Mm-mm.
0: About what? Two to three weeks.
2: Yeah.
1: So bring it. Yep.
0: Cool. And looks like Sean's here out here in Arizona, but still watching. How y'all doing? Nice. Well, Sean, I mean, look at this. We got West Virginia, California, North Carolina, Arizona. We're all over the place. That's We're cool. darts at just
1: throwing darts at the, at the, mm-hmm. at the, at the map. map here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now this is going to be a great question. I, I'm just going to preface because I, I can already see the question. But um, this past week, I, and you can check over on the Crate Insider YouTube channel or on the crateinsider.com website. But we've just introduced uh, Walker has not only an oiled filter, but a filter that is dry media that you don't have to oil. Mm-hmm. And so Flip is asking the question, he says, "Is do you prefer Walker oil or the new dry filter? So tell us a little bit about your experience and... And what your thoughts are. And then, Steve, also talk about the results you've seen on the dyno, yeah. um, which I think is just going to uh, mimic what I said on my video.
2: Honestly, Alex can can probably attest to the dyno yeah. stuff because uh, I was putting engines together today that they were dyno and testing personally,
1: personally, in my opinion, like I said, opinions vary like he said, but I prefer the dry media uh, just due to the fact that with that oil filter, as soon as you get it, it's perfect, you know, nice nice and oiled up and you use it a few times and then it comes to the point where you have to wash it. So you wash it. And then the problem I was having, which I don't know if some, maybe other people get it right. And I just can't figure it out, but, um, I either oil it too much or not enough. So not enough. I get dirt in the, like down the carburetor, you can see dirt trails and too much. And I'm getting blue goo down the, down the, the the plenum, yeah. yeah so <clears throat> what i found with with the dry media is i ran that thing for two races and a practice now and i'm just now washing it uh but no dirt in the carburetor and as far as the dyno part of things go uh we only saw about a two two to three horsepower loss with, the, that, dry which, media. with the dry media yeah. which isn't gonna win or lose you a race no, to be honest <laughs> it means nothing. so Just for the pure fact of convenience, I'm choosing the dry media like 100%. Yep.
0: Well, and I learned something about that, too, because I asked Leo out at Walker. Mm -hmm. Again, we talk about relationships and um, where you would run into the situation where you were getting dirt in your engine with the oiled filter. Mm -hmm. It's more likely that it's too much oil because when you put too much oil on the filter happen is now you've given a it, it's excess so you've given yourself a surface for dust to stick to
2: and it drags it into the engine
0: and then yes as the yeah. suction happens then that excess oil is being dragged in and and now there's dirt attached to that oil getting sucked into that would, the engine that would make sense. and that's why um, so i you know i think it's hard to get it uh, goldilocks you know it's kind of yeah. you know not too much not too little well. um but
1: yeah, that's that's the problem I was having. Is it was either too much or not enough, and I think the the too much was definitely worse. Oh yeah. Because after like you know I'm about to wash the car, I take the air filter off, I look down in the carburetor, and there's just blue like. Oh, <laughs> that's too much. And I'm like, oh god, what did I do? You know? Yeah, that's too much. Like that can't be good to burn. So
0: <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe there's maybe there's some like maybe we can get some high octane. Um... Like an octane booster, um air filter oil, and then you wouldn't have to worry about it. Maybe Uh, new products being developed on on the uh, Racing Insiders podcast. It's
2: called a nitrous booster. So maybe,
0: maybe we can get Clots and Walker together to make like an octane booster. Gotta figure that out. That's good. That's good thinking, man. I don't know. Got to be creative. Work with what you got, right? (laughs) All right. So uh let's see here. Our next question. Matt says, Steve, would a lower heat range plug help with a car that would maybe be running rich or overloading? I'm currently on a R5724-8, so you must uh, be using with, the NG case with, plugs.
2: With what kind of fuel?
0: Okay, so uh, Matt, what kind of fuel and what kind of car as yeah. well, or what kind car. of motor, I should say, engine? Yeah.
2: Carburetor, et cetera.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll find that. Um, yeah, and then I've I also brought in some questions here too. So we've got that's questions cool. from the audience. Yeah, no, got, no, that's some, great. Yeah. got some questions here. We'll see if uh Matt can give us an answer on that. Yeah. Or um or, or just in general, Steve, have you found it, you know, you know, the NGK plugs have been pretty much a go-to for us for it, it, a while. It
2: has been for a long time, but then you know, uh Autolite has that Air 94, mm-hmm. which nowadays, like especially running E eighty five, I actually prefer that plug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I've switched to that. Too. We we actually did uh a bunch of testing uh here recently because you we just put your six oh four motor together. Yeah. Which you raced last weekend. Mm-hmm. But we did a bunch of testing on the dyno with different plugs and every result came back to the air ninety four out of what. Yeah. Honestly,
1: we had a different plug in there. Well, yeah. actually, what happened was what you probably already talked about this yeah. on a different episode. Uh, no, I
2: haven't because we haven't had an episode in like three weeks. Oh, okay. <laughs> so all right. This is all new,
1: but uh, we tried uh, the iridium uh, fine yeah. wire plugs. Yep, and I originally tried those in my 525. And what had happened was, I guess, we when we gapped them, it like the original gap was not enough, right? It wouldn't burn, right? So we opened the gap up, and when we opened the gap up, it was too much for it. Basically, and then, tulip to valve and yeah, tulip to valve. It was burning the porcelain and yeah. everything off of the plug. So, those don't work. So, no. what we've ended up resulting to was
2: on the five twenty five. It's that brisk plug. Yeah, the brisk plug for yeah. the for the five twenty five. Well, we've but tried that
1: in the six hundred four and it didn't yeah, work. It doesn't work in the six hundred four for some reason. But yeah, we've we've been back
0: to the auto lights yeah. in the six hundred four stuff now. Yeah. I'm going to need that plug number for the brisk.
2: Oh, absolutely. I've got it it at the shop.
0: I I think you're working on some, uh, are you working on some 525 recommendations? I am.
2: Yeah. And, and hopefully we'll have those or I'll I'll have those done in uh, maybe about a week. Okay. Um, so my plan is actually in our recommendation sheet because I just pretty much tell everybody everything. Yeah. As Mm -hmm. we know with the recommendation stuff or what we find to be accurate Basically, I'm I'm gonna put the timing curve in, in those recommendation sheets the whole nine yards. So you can, if you got the ability, you got a laptop, you can program your own box, you can program our timing curve into it the whole nine yards. Okay. So yeah,
0: yeah which, that's kind of the plan to
2: do. Yeah,
1: I'll have to I'll have to start emailing those out. I've I've had a couple people yeah, you know, get a hold of me and get, get me to send Yeah, them and I mean and honestly honestly,
2: you got if you're running a five twenty five, uh just and, message
1: me and, or something, I'll give you the program. Yeah, them.
2: I mean yeah. message him privately or or just send an email to him in racing engines. Uh, well, hindern racing at gmail dot com, mm-hmm. and Alex will you know basically send you the our program.
1: Okay, <laughs> I had one guy that
2: it's not super trick or anything. No, it's because not, it's not we've a, tried every freaking thing on these things.
1: Yeah, which we've come out with a newer one recently. Yeah, correct, like semi recently. But no, I had this one guy that uh, I was like, he emailed and he was like, hey, dude, can you send me a program? You know, I just got this box mm-hmm. and. And I, I sent it to him, and he was just like, "How much? How much for it?" I was like, "Don't worry about it." It's yeah. And he yeah. like he sent he still sent me like fifty bucks on Cash App. <laughs> I'm like, well, I, I appreciate that. Wait a minute, you didn't tell me that, huh? Don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Those are something different. Where's my twenty five? I don't know what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> All right, so um, back to this exact question here, and uh, again, a lower heat range mm-hmm. plug with a car that may be running rich or overloading. He has a 602. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a two barrel carb with 93 or a 110 VP mix.
2: So no, uh, the lower heat range will not help you in that application. Um, and like, I mean, are you fouling the plugs or I'm not quite understanding what's going on?
0: Well, I mean, he said he was, uh, I, oh, issue? Well, he, he says, whatnot. uh, uh that the carburetor might be running rich or overloading i'm not really sure what mean what we mean by overloading yeah Yeah,
2: so no no low, no lower heat range will do the opposite so
0: oh okay so no and then
2: yeah no so unfortunately i mean the shitty part about like having to run 93 is it's so unpredictable
1: yeah you can't get it you you can't get it the same every time i mean you know Joe blows going up the road to sheets and getting 93 and you know, there's some racing 93 and it's just,
2: yeah. It's so inconsistent. It's ridiculous. Um, so no, you're gonna, that's (laughs) no, but no, that will not, no, that won't help.
0: Okay. All right. So this, uh, this, but I wouldn't want to go hotter
2: because again, 93 is totally unpredictable.
0: It'd be better to focus attention on the carburetor then.
2: Uh, that's what I do. Talk to the carburetor guy. Mm-hmm
0: yeah that would yeah, make sense you know maybe it's maybe it's jets mean, or something
2: i mean if it's on the track and it's trying to load up then yeah i talk to the carburetor guy if it's like in the garage and you just think it's like i don't know too rich in the garage then it probably isn't honestly yeah we get that all the time with our 85 stuff you know it's like oh it's, my god it's burning my eyes It's burning my eyes can I lean this out and it's like no don't, don't freaking touch the damn thing you're not <laughs> racing at idle but exactly <laughs>
0: good way to put it yeah. yeah it's always fun especially with anti-reversion mufflers how many how many times we have gotten the comments about how it, it sounds like the car's missing oh yeah because um, the
2: pop that you'll get yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. yeah and so occasional when it's
0: idling pop. it you're like oh. Um, in one sense it sounds mean like it just sounds like it's mean and like you ready get, to go you get the occasional pop <laughs> right and it's like oh crap am i am i missing right. but then you get out on the track and you're letting it you let it go and yeah
1: it off like a shot doesn't it
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, real good. Um, all right. So uh, another question here. Ryan says, after how many races, either from brand new or rebuild, um, when do you, when do you think it's a right time to change valve spring? Uh,
2: again, uh, depends on 602 or 604. Um, so what we found uh, with 604s is the newest spring being produced by GM, which is not the blue one. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a natural colored spring with what white stripe on it or whatever the hell it is
1: yeah the bird, it, it may have one <coughs> usually it's just regular it's just yeah
2: so regular. that that spring is made by pack
1: mm-hmm.
2: um so that spring is actually extremely reliable knock on wood knock knock i have yet to see one of those fail um awesome Thank you. i have yet to see one of those springs fail yeah. um <clears throat> i've seen those springs probably go 25 30 races Mm-hmm.
1: um no, i didn't i didn't change mine at all not exactly last year or the, when i was renting yeah. 604s the whole year i didn't exactly
2: change it. so as far as and we checked them every weekend We I checked mean, them. We kept but we,
1: yeah we didn't have to change them they initially they lost like five six seven pounds of pressure or yeah. so and then that's how they stayed exactly and there was so, no point in changing them
2: so what i have seen uh with 602s however Those um it's still a <laughs> shitty made in china basically spring Mm -hmm. and those are extremely no they're
0: made in mexico Well, that's what the little stickers say on the little packages
2: it's china just they don't have slant eyes down there (laughs) so wow i'm always um, on
0: the line of getting kicked (laughs) off of youtube
2: but at any rate uh those springs are extremely inconsistent Mm -hmm. matter of fact they're technically horrible So if it's a 602, I recommend I would randomly change them every five races. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And again, you can buy the match set. I think you sell the match set Um, or you can buy just the standard set and just randomly change them. Um, But without having a bench tester, it's really impossible to to get a good. um, I get a good baseline. As far as like what you need to do, um, <clears throat> I think everyone should own a bench tester, but they're quite expensive.
0: Oh yeah, um, they are. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, and it's quite, quite quite time consuming pulling the springs off and t- testing them on a bench tester. So most people are going to have an on the car type tester.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so when the springs are new, that'll give you a baseline on what you know.
1: And make sure the same person pulls it every and, time,
2: and make sure the same person pulls the spring tester every time. You know, on the on the car tester, because I'm going to test it different than he's going to test yeah. it. She'll come in there and pull it and t- test it totally different than me and Alex would.
0: Well, and and that's on the car tester because yeah. at that you're you're trying to just like you are judging and it it's
2: only seat pressure.
0: Yeah. You're only judging like when it's coming off the seat. So yeah. whereas a bench tester, it doesn't matter. Any one of us could test on the bench tester and yeah. we're all going to get, you know, within a couple of pounds, you know, it, yeah. it, there's, there's always going to be a slight variation, but, exactly. um, but, but not much. I mean, we're talking point something. Um, it, it was funny. Well, I it remember could be, it, it
2: could be as much as five pounds. Oh, not yeah.
0: on a, my bench tester.
2: No, no bench tester, no. No, no, no. no, no. I thought you. Were, I'm sorry, I thought you were. No, about I'm just saying, like
0: here. there's, you know, even though I got a digital bench yeah. tester, I mean, your guys is is analog, so I might Correct. say, oh well, that's like 171 and a half, and you're like, yeah. well, no, that's 171 and three quarters, you know. I mean, right. like because it's <laughs> like, okay, when people come out with these
1: numbers, like if they're if they're the 84 adding, pound yeah, if shit, they're, <laughs> if they're adding their product listing and they're like, oh, this, you know, this spring rated it, you know, this amount of pressure, it's like that doesn't mean anything to you. No, Mm -hmm. No. it's all about how they set their stuff. So So, like, if you see like a stupid amount of spring pressure, it's just like, that's not, that doesn't mean anything to you. It's all about how they set. No.
2: And when, when, when we test springs, we actually test them at mid lift, Mm -hmm. which is what's most important because the valve sees mid lift twice. Well, and the spring sees mid lift twice per cycle where it only sees seat pressure and open pressure once.
0: (laughs) Well, and I mean, I think the other piece of it too is, if we were to test it at install height, you're barely kissing a spring. I yeah. mean, to, to get install yeah. height, no. it means nothing, no. and mm-hmm. and and it doesn't tell you enough. I mean, at least at halfway through or mid lift, like you said, I mean, we're not a coil bind, but we're a lot closer. I mean, we're going to get a much more accurate number. Well,
2: you're getting that. I mean, it's about controlling the valve, so it's about yeah. controlling the valve from going floating. So yeah, so going too far open. Yeah, it's about controlling the valve hitting the seat which you don't want it to bounce mm-hmm. so that midlift number is what's important
0: well now this is interesting i i want to throw this out there for anybody who's in the midwest that there is uh i had a customer call me last week who got a set of matched beehive springs and we don't ever like publish our numbers for because again they don't mean anything to anybody as right. far as you know as long as we set our machine the same that way we get the consistency from you know from one day to the next but um they I I got a call and the guy's like well I might have to return these springs and I was like I mean first I'm not gonna I don't actually do returns on match springs because I if you've opened the box like no um but uh um but he says well because I might not be able to run them because they're not in my rules and I was like well what do you mean I mean these are just regular GM springs He says, well I mean I talked to the tech guy I mean they're not blue like dude they haven't been blue for two years
2: (laughs) oh my god (laughs) I mean
0: a they haven't been blue for two years right And, and then he also said, well, but I also looked at your product listing and it says that they test at like 295, 295 pounds. I was like, okay, I don't know what you're looking at, but here, let me take a look. I I said, whatever's there, we probably straight up copied and pasted from GM, which we, which we would, you know, I mean, what are the specs on this? right? Right so um in gm's specs for a a 604 beehive spring it's 295 pounds at and then they've got some number there Mm -hmm. well i mean we don't test them that way well this series has a rule that they they can't test more than 265 open open pressure well i mean i'm not testing them that way i mean these are I'm like these are straight up like yeah. GM springs. I mean, we yeah. really don't run into bad ones, but you know you're going to see some variation from one spring to the next, and yeah. it's more important that you know. I, I think the way to put it is if you had two shoes on and one of them has a higher heel than the other, you're going to be very uncomfortable, and I and I think. I mean, I know you guys don't really, really wear heels, but imagine if you were wearing a one flip flop and one cowboy boot. You know, it's gonna be a bad deal. And 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 I think that's what we're talking about with matched valve springs, uh, or matched pressures anyway on valve springs versus not being matched. It's more important that they match whether you're wearing both cowboy boots or both flip flops rather than mixing and matching. matching. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I I thought that was an interesting rule. Yeah, Yeah, actually, I
2: had a call from a racing series last week. Actually. And, uh, I mean, kind of pertains, I mean, kind of on the subject, but, uh, what ended up happening. So I think I believe yeah, it was a 602. They tore it apart at the racetrack and the uh, combustion chamber volume was like 60 cc's. Well here recently, a lot of people don't know this here recently GM came out, GM came out with their new book. Mm. so they're back to 62 on 604s as being the bottom number as far as combustion chamber volume Mm
3: -hmm.
2: well the book before that was 60 Mm. so the guy ended up getting tossed for having 60 cc heads but gm can't control their own tolerances on all this stuff so i'm like nope did the guy wrong there but turns out he was 100 illegal on something else so that was just a you know but like I, no, thought, I, thought,
1: I thought there was a rebound coming.
2: <laughs> no, but everybody's got to like stay on top of the series of the racing with like yeah. stay on top of them. I mean, get with the engine builders and be like, hey, no, you need to like talk to the freaking series owners and get this shit right. Because, you know, it's varied so much over the years with GM because, again, they can't keep their own tolerances. It's outrageous. It's like install height numbers on 602s. God, how long have they been illegal, Alex? Three years? Time. Yeah. Three, <laughs> four
1: years now? They can't,
2: they can't even meet install height from the factory. Straight out of the box. Straight out of the box, it's illegal. Wow. So,
0: yeah, I, you got
2: to stay on top of the series. What I'm getting at.
0: Well, I, I mean, I think I don't think, uh, or at least in my experience, what I've seen with many rules is you can tell that they've literally just been copied and pasted from year to year, or you just slap a new number on the top. Correct. Or somebody's cried and whined, and now there's some new rule in red, but we're just going to keep in everything that was already there before. Correct. Which then could be in conflict with one another. So, yeah. I mean, it's not really viewed as a whole. No. And, and and I can understand that. I mean, we're uh, we we t- we've taken your six hundred two and six hundred four recommendations. When I say mm-hmm. we, you know, over at uh, Crate Insider. Yep. And rather than just copying and pasting, I mean, we're really digging in and saying, okay, well, what about this? And you know, what about this over here? And oh, yeah. and and we're we're trying to make sure that everything's really all in line with yep. with one another. And that's so. that's not uh it t- takes a little bit of extra time um to be able to do. Absolutely. And and to be able to take a look at that. And, and again, relationships, you gotta have the right people that you can reference um that can back to be where honest. we are talking.
2: Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the show yeah so i guess that's the theme Mm -hmm. it's all
0: about relationships Mm yeah um all right so we're moving on we got a bunch more comments here Mm -hmm. so josh says uh hey you got that special part right there with (laughs) right right with alex there you got that special oh you're special shouldn't you be in a casino somewhere <laughs> oh, I don't know what that's all about. I think there's oh, a little knows. bit of he knows what that okay. Means. <laughs> all right, so let's see here. Dave says purchase a set of your 602 valve springs, and there was a bag of intakes and a bag of exhausts What is the difference? Matched at different rates.
2: All right, so on. Well, I mean, I'll answer this because yeah, I'm the one uh, told yeah. how to do this.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So the the actual higher rated spring is on the intake mm-hmm. because it's a heavier valve. Uh, the lower rate, the lower rated spring is on the exhaust.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. So the point. that there you go. That answers <laughs> yep. that answers that. And Alan's here. He says, hi, guys. Great idea. Love to hear from different guests. Good to finally see Alex. You can't tell them apart.
1: <laughs> That's an insult. Come on now. <laughs> I'm way better looking than he is. Oh, Hal says,
0: who's, this, who's, who's the skinny, cute boy? This <laughs> <laughs> is what Hal says. This is you. Alex. I got questions for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hal also says, uh, Steve, uh, growing a beard? Well, no, I'm just too lazy to
2: fucking shave, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest.
0: Grizzly Adams.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't grow anything. I'm just patching over here.
0: You, you got quite the. One day you'll you day the, You like, will the grow stash. Up. Maybe not. Maybe I don't just know. Let's, like this let's, I think we need a close up on the Alex stash there. There we the go. Alex, the oh, you got stash. the Alex cam going on. Alex cam. Alex cam.
1: <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Jawline is
3: impeccable.
0: Um, I'm not growing a beard at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just saying i mean i just want to be part of it i'd be here. seriously concerned yeah i know yeah here we go. tell us your
2: beauty secrets kate yeah
0: um they're expensive <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't really don't want to know high maintenance
1: oh i know i'm i've got i've oh, got one at the house i know, I know how much <laughs> she spends on her stuff so i yeah. use it no you know I use, i'll use it i don't care i'm not ashamed of it. wait thing. you use what Oh uh, oh these high dollar shampoos and face washes oh, okay. and stuff like that. So That's
2: why you're looking all you know like blisting, me now,
1: like like you yeah. calm down. Use like a bar of soap. Use like use like the dot di- anything you say three soap. or
2: four in one, I'm good.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, six <laughs> in one hair, body, face, transmission fluid, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is.
0: Alrighty then. Okay. Um back to spark plugs. Uh Darren says, How about the brisk in a six oh two? um
2: all right so so my friend uh jason or up in uh erie pennsylvania uh he's got a brisk plug that he claims works really good with like shit gas Mm -hmm. and like if you're on just shitty freaking horrible gas he said that works great um we've tried that same plug in like 604s on good gas it doesn't work i don't recall the number honestly
0: i don't either we tried a couple of them and they were they were terrible um okay let's see here sean says just went through the grand canyon so awesome out here oh nice yeah because he was watching us from arizona that's i've been honest. out there have yeah. you been to the grand canyon
2: i've never been no nope,
0: I haven't oh wow it's super cool I've never been that's on. It's i've on flown the- over yeah. it well I, i've wow. never been,
3: <laughs> been wow. there wow
0: <laughs> wow i flew wow flew over it <laughs> wow
2: <laughs> you've you been in the you've been to the titanic
3: i
0: flew over it (laughs) i flew over it too
2: (laughs) hence fly not dive
0: (laughs) yeah it's a tough deal there all right let's see here uh chad says what car would you recommend car um would you recommend running on a 604 going in a street truck
2: carburetor oh I i assume he's gonna be carb
0: Okay, because it is just oh, car, true, true. so I'm like, okay. oh, yeah. yeah, he does say car. Yeah. All right, in uh, his next comment I mean, I mean,
2: honestly, it's hard to, it's hard to bleed or, or hard to beat a, like a 600 vacuum secondary Holly. Just throw that thing on there and go, go driving around. Really, I mean, those things are awesome, easy to work on, easy to work on, yeah.
1: So okay. that's what I do, they're easy to set, rather,
2: yeah, true,
0: gotcha. Uh, let's see, Matt says, I would be in staging letting the car idle, and when I get on track, the motor will be sputtering at a couple of laps until it clears up. So oh, this that, is... might
1: be, that might be a float issue.
2: Well, no, it's going to be a fuel issue.
1: Well, I know, but like I'm talking about levels.
2: Right, but like normally, so depending on the fuel you're using, I I mean, I'd like to know the fuel you're using.
0: He's um, wearing the 93, remember? The 93. 93
2: or okay. the VP110 mix. Yeah, okay, uh, well, mm-hmm. the whole mix thing is like not that's, yeah, that's horrible. Don't mix. Um, Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, if things loading up, I mean, it's loading up. Uh Don't let it sit there and go thumpity, thumpity, thump, idling. keep it cleared out. I mean, at some point, everything's going to load mm-hmm. up to a point. If it's running on the track fine, then it's going to be an issue. Just don't let the thing load
1: up. Yeah, it's not the matter of, you know knocking it in neutral and revving the motor up, no, but you know, actually buzzing the tires and clearing yeah. it out properly.
0: Okay, all right. So Scott's here, he says, How close are the chips in an MSD to actual RPM on the tack? Oh, Steve loves to talk about tacks. <sighs> I hate
2: tacks. all right, tacks suck, yeah, um, especially those tilt tacks, they're piles tell of tacks, shit. Can't, can't stand them. Um, so, always trust the chip. Mm -hmm. Uh, don't trust the tack. That being said, generally, um, you can overrun that chip by one to 200 RPM. Uh, especially, you know, on a, I mean, with momentum or if you're like bouncing through holes and stuff like that. Yeah. Freewheeling or like overrun the chip like crazy, but, uh,
1: you know, which we had a, we had a guy that came into diner the other day and, uh, he was saying that he wasn't turning enough RPM and hooked him up to the dyno and everything. And I noticed immediately I was looking at our computer monitor over here and I'm running at 3,500 and his tax is 3000. So, I mean, that's, that's your problem. Right. And then once you get up to, he's still winning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's still winning. He's still winning. But like, once you get up, once you get up to speed, it's, it's a little, I mean, it's probably a little less. It's probably like 300 less, but still like the tack is wrong. Mm -hmm. And like, the the tech that I've the tech that I use is a long anchor one mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's it's digital and analog all in one so it's got the digital readout and then it's got uh, an analog as well and then you also have a uh, record button so you can press the record button before you go out for qualifying and you can see like. Everything on you the know, track. Everything on the track. Like if you hit a bump, you know, and that just the RPM spikes or something like that, then you can see that. Or if you're just constantly hitting the chip and you know, like, hey, I got to change gears or or whatever the case may be. So, but yeah. you know, no, but these, these other tax, like uh, some of the quick car ones I've seen, they're off by hundred, 200, something yeah. like that. But the tell tax I've seen are the worst for being off.
2: Yeah, those things are just horrible. They don't even belong in a race car.
1: The Long Acre one's the only ones i would ever put in my
0: car. Great to know. Big shout out to Long Acre. Mm -hmm. Um, Ben Baker has always been so helpful to us over there at uh, AFCO and Long Acre. That's really great. You know, on this, since we're talking about chips, I actually got a question uh, by email this Mm -hmm. last week. And uh, this is from Sean, and he says, I have a 602 in my B-Mod. I'm turning 6,150 RPMs and not seeming to ever hit the trip chip. When I had more gear and I was hitting the chip, the car seemed faster, but I was worried about hurting something. How hard can I be on the chip and what do you recommend for speed and also for longevity? So I responded and I just let him know um, that uh, for this, you know, anything over 6,400, we you know anything higher than that you'd Mm -hmm. go into valve float so that would be like the limit and he's like well i have a 602 we have to run a 6200 chip Mm -hmm. my question is how hard do i need to be on the chip when i'm racing should i hit it a lot should i never hit it does it hurt anything by hitting the chip it depends
2: on the racetrack honestly um so like you'll run into scenarios where you got like a let's say a quarter mile track Mm -hmm. and it may be advantageous to you depending on the track surface and the configuration and everything to be on the chip at the flag stand. Mm -hmm. Um, But it could also be more advantageous to be on the chip as you're entering the corner or never being on the chip at all. Um, You look at someplace like, you know, going to dad's Memorial race, right? In Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Remember when they had the, the, is the big block modifieds up there that they had six Oh twos in or whatever. Mm -hmm. Those dudes were like on the chip while they were on the damn racetrack. And you and I are sitting there going, what the freaking hell is going on here? Pull some gear out of that bitch and go faster than everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's right. a big half mile. That makes no sense to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But in a quarter mile scenario, it can make sense to actually be on the ship with the flag stand.
1: That's, I noticed that too, With uh, like you were saying, with those uh, Northeast modifieds, or whatever. Yeah. Got, the the ones that yeah. raced up there a few uh, years ago when I went. And yeah. then they were hit, I mean, halfway down the straightaway, here's yeah. the flag stand. And right. they're like, burr, 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 the whole way down that and i'm like
2: what and that makes no sense to me.
1: <laughs> how do you what are you doing you're not you're not the gaining no speed mm-hmm. and but
2: but they all did it
0: no,
1: yeah single. i'm like one sitting of. there going just one dude pull some freaking gear out and just
2: go dominate <laughs> you know yeah, that's all you got
0: <laughs> do well i mean and with that it, it, you know if you are pushing to hit the ship is you know at what point do you start hurting the engine or hurting components technically technically
2: you can't hurt the engine um i mean there's old wives tales that yeah you can hurt the engine but technically you can't um now like the msd it it fires air it knocks out every other ignition pulse but it can, it can actually do the same cylinder twice whereas like back in the day when we had the fast ignition
0: mm-hmm. it would cycle um, through them all It
2: would well it would never knock out the same one twice right so it was almost like it almost felt like this is back when i was racing it almost felt like you like drove through the rev limiter.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: it never slowed you down. So an MSD one, it almost feels like a Jake break comes on mm-hmm. once you're in the chip or once you're in the rev limiter.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, I mean, again, it's just going to be track variable. It's going to be what is needed on that night to go fast.
0: Well, and, and let's talk about this for a second. Cause I've heard this from both of you guys is that, Sometimes, like, you go out there for some practice laps, and you feel yeah. like you have lit the world on fire. Mm-hmm. And you come in and see your times, and then you go out there and you you don't, you maybe you change a gear or something, you do right. something, I don't mm-hmm. know, do some magic, and you don't feel like you were as fast. And then right. you find out when you thought you were fast, you weren't. Right. And when you, you no, know, you weren't
1: fast. You weren't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, and, and Alex, I think you've definitely, I've definitely heard you experience yeah. this.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. That, that goes to the feel of things. Yeah. So like anytime you feel like you're fast, generally you're slow yeah because <laughs> everything's just so
1: smooth if you and, feel like so oh comfortable it's not funny then you're, <laughs> you're you're usually probably fast. quick time or somewhere <laughs> close to it it's crazy to, it's it's crazy to explain
2: but but back to the chip thing, so like what makes a difference at a lot of places is number one, the track you're running. so how many cars do you pass going into the corner versus how many cars do you pass coming off the corner?
0: Ah, uh-huh. yeah.
3: So
2: if you can pass cars coming off the corner and you're in the chip at the flag stands, at the flag stand, odds are they're not passing you back at the end of the straightaway. So there's that to think about.
1: Great. That just all depends on track configuration, like you That's said, too. That's I mean, what It's, it's just, all track. You know, if, if it's stop and go, then you, you'll you need the gear. And you, know? You, you need the gear to get off the corner. And if exactly you, know, you got too much in there, then you're going to be just, right kind of creeping up off the corner when
2: you go to a half mile momentum track no you don't want you never want to touch the rev limiter on a half mile momentum track mm-hmm. in my opinion
0: mm-hmm. not. now you know speaking of chips and speaking of tax and all of this, this is just a question i have i mean you know not everybody can be on the dyno or you know you might have a situation where you change something is it kind of a gauge like you know when you're on the chip is that a if maybe you go out some practice laps and you get to the chip and then you can look at your tack and that would that give you an idea of how far your tack is off i mean and Mm. and not with not down to the to the one or anything no
2: because most people trust the tack rather than the chip no but if you're listening for it and you're like oh
0: just hit the chip let me look Oh, this says I'm only running six thousand. I know the chip is sixty four hundred.
2: Well, n- like ninety percent of dudes never nowadays never look never at the pages. That.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, to be well, I mean, if you were in seems, practice laps, if, no, you, if you were something no. you were trying to test, would you not pay attention to it? Maybe throw a GoPro on it. No, it, I don't se- know.
1: it seems very obvious, but you would be surprised yeah. as to the no. people that are just like, this thing won't turn your RPM. I'm like, okay, well, let's find out. And I can tell you in the first two minutes of running the thing, yeah. They're like, yeah, your tax off <laughs> four hundred RPM. Like. <laughs>
0: and i see matt henderson is here so hey, saying hey guys uh, hey matt nice to see you and uh one thing matt likes to say too or i think it was matt that said it at the crate class if you if you feel comfortable <laughs> yeah you're you're yeah, you're or, or maybe it's what maybe it's something you said but uh you uh, feel I mean, comfortable you're not fast
2: <laughs> Yeah, going slow. I, years and years and years ago i went to i went to uh like a seminar that dale McDowell put on and uh this was back when i was like racing super late models and uh Dale was talking about that. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That makes total sense. That's why I'm comfortable half the time I'm qualifying, And I'm like, 10th, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I
0: but like, I felt really fast. I felt really fast. <laughs> <laughs> and Pat says, you guys rock a great haircut even with your earphones. Wow. Look at there. The person who cuts your hair.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and how likes your, oh, Alex stash. Cool. Oh, and oh, I'm not even going there. What, Ashley? You know, I'm not showing your comments. All me, right, we're me, moving on. Me and
2: Alex have the same hair artist, by the way.
0: Yeah, seven fifty <laughs> brawler. Okay. And Dylan says, "Can Alex show me how to go fast around Cherokee next Monday?" This is from Dylan.
1: Oh yeah, how's that ankle doing, Bud? But um, <coughs> no, uh, I can try. Like I like I told you last time when we were at Harris. I mean i might i might go fast or i might be in the way we'll just have to see but uh now it's a little different i don't i don't know when the last time you were there was but it's uh it's a little different now a little slower you got to stay up a little higher it's they've changed it a lot it's, it's changed a bit it's changed a bit you need to throw out your notebook of what you got now and, yep. and kind yep. of start fresh because like i said it's a bit different yep
0: Hal thinks steve you're looking muscular of course, I'm the one who went to the gym today. <sighs> well, okay.
1: I
2: don't go to the gym.
0: <laughs> yeah, lifting the brewskis. Uh,
2: oh, there's that. Yeah, that's probably what the muscle
0: there you go. tone came from. <laughs> um. Now, um, Chris is asking a question. He says, what's a good jet size for a 602 with a 650 Willys carb on 102 fuel? Honestly, um, that's going to be a Willys question. Yeah, it's
2: a Willys question, and it's honestly a loaded question. I mean, not, I mean, not that you're I, – I say loaded question. It's not – you're trying to stump anybody. I'm just saying – it's not something. If you've got a guy's carburetor, call that guy and t- ask him what what to run. Honestly,
1: yeah. Everybody does their internals differently. Everything's different. <laughs> like
2: like on all the stuff we do, we don't even change jets anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all done with the air bleeds and and emulsion bleeds and everything yeah. else. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and uh, interesting. Uh, Jr. says I feel the total opposite on the qualifying. I'm usually blistering fast on the stopwatch when I feel slow. <laughs> yeah and that's where you know that's exactly what we're saying here uh, you can think you feel slow but you're actually really fast exactly and i see gary is here and doug and jeff so thanks for being here uh i've got a couple other questions here and this one's kind of interesting here um what what octane well this has got more detail here but if you had a choice (laughs) between 93 93 110 or 50 50 mix or straight 110 which would you pick steve Just straight up Uh, at sea level.
2: Well, honestly, even though like if you're getting 93, it'll produce more power. More power in. I assume this is a 602.
0: Well, it's a 602, 650 carb. I mean, I'll just read you the whole thing then, because you want uh, more deals. uh, Um, What octane should you use on a 602, 650 carb? um, R5724-8 plugs gapped at 35 sea level. Um, uh, ninety three, ninety three, one ten, fifty fifty, or straight one ten. Yeah, the
2: ni- the ninety three will produce more power, but uh, due to consistency, I would rather run, run the one ten.
1: But if you can get something that's consistent all the time, yeah, then
2: that's a lower octane. Then yes, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, out of out of those three choices, I'd be on the one ten.
0: All right, next question is three fuel line enough to supply a six fifty carb on a six zero two? It's a quarter, uh, must be quarter mile asphalt track.
2: Uh, not in my opinion, no.
0: Okay. So, what size what size line would you use?
2: Uh, I'd be using uh, shit probably half an inch.
0: Okay, gotcha. And this next one, my six hundred two late model fuel pressure. I watched your video, and I understand it needs to be between six to eight psi, with no more than a pound or so up or down under load. Mine is fluctuating four pounds or more from idle to higher RPM. My question is: Would the regulator be bad or the fuel pump? Thank you.
2: Uh, it could be one of one of either 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 or honestly.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, usually, if you're dropping fuel pressure at RPM, it's generally going to be a pump issue. Okay. Rather than a regulator issue, especially if it's a bypass. I mean, if it's a bypass. It's always going to be a pump issue.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes sense because it's basically you know it's it's just set at a certain pressure, and like whatever goes over, oh yeah, you can take that. Yeah, you you can have you
2: can have a valve going bad in a pump or something like that. I'm assuming it's a mechanical pump. I mean, belt drive is going to be consistent all the time.
0: Yeah,
1: which is
2: why I always recommend belt drives if you're allowed to run them.
1: I I was reading that over short. I thought he meant that it was fluctuating. Oh, it's the bouncy thing. Yeah, Yeah. the the
2: bouncy the bouncy thing is like uh, on a mechanical pump is like pump pulsation
1: Mm -hmm.
2: so you'll see that a lot
0: gotcha gotcha and uh let's see alan says i think steve is beaming i want to see him put his arm across your shoulders next week and he (laughs) should be proud great show thanks Uh, alan good deal appreciate that um jeff says hey steve how much can you get out of a 604 that can't be sealed anymore as far as a legal knee smith motor you've done all the work on um block is to max spec from Uh, last freshen.
2: well what i all right um i'd hang on to it for a little bit
0: okay we'll just leave Uh, it at that i'm uh, guessing
2: i can't say anything yeah but just leave it at that i I, I would i would hang on to it for a little bit honestly um so yeah just uh just hang on to it
0: Now, I know one of the reasons we wanted to do the show tonight is we wanted to talk a little bit about the importance of suspension and the relationship with your shot guy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I don't don't know if there's anything in particular that you wanted to bring to the table or let people know about. But
2: I'm going to step aside and use the restroom real quick. Yeah. Okay.
0: okay. Yeah. Exactly. So Alex here to. I know. So I've got even got the Alex cam. So, So I got the Alex cam and there we go there's the alex ham so alex you know just just tell us a little bit about some you know some helpful information that would help um help racers
1: no like i was saying before it's just uh those four corners man they mean everything on your car uh and having a having a good shot guy that's that's on top of his game and knows what he's doing is key these days you know if you if you got billy joe ray in the backyard doing your shocks and you, can promise you you're not going fast. Um, you know, guys that are in the here and the now that are always up to date on what's going on. Um, and I mean, it, it took me a few years to find the guy that I trust, but I trust him wholeheartedly. And every time I've been on the racetrack and finished a race, I haven't finished out of the top five. Um, I've had, you know, obviously I've had some DNFs and stuff like that, you know, we're just stupid stuff has happened, but as far as having a race car that you can trust, and you know is not going to let you down, and you can control, and it's not controlling you, it it means the world. And if you can control that car, then and you can put it where you want to, then you're going fast. Um, like I said, my I mean, I'll tell you straight up, my my guy is Wyatt Hardison, and that man is. The smartest joker alive that that I know of at the moment. Um, like I said, we've we switched to him. Oh, last year, end of last year, begin or middle of last year, sometime. And like I said, he's helped me tremendously. Uh, we've been testing together. We've been R and Ding together. We've been doing all kinds of stuff, and we've we found a really good package, I think. So, um, we're about to. I don't, I don't know if I'd say debut it, but we're about to find out what it, uh, what it does here at, at Caffney on July 3rd. So I'm looking forward to it and just, like I said, it's imperative that you find somebody like that. Uh, You got all these guys running around. I mean, even national levels, you look at these national level teams, they're running around with engineers, you know, like all these guys that, you know, just step down from like NASCAR and things like that. And, they just have so much knowledge behind them and these dirt late model teams are, are utilizing these guys and going out there and winning and, and just creating new, new things. And all that, all that stuff kind of trickles down from the higher ups, so to speak. So like in Lucas oil, they might find something that's good. And then I don't know, you might, they might have it for two three months and then it'll trickle down the line and then everybody else will get it. So like I said the, the thing that really sets Wyatt apart from everybody in my opinion is that he's just he's on top of everything. He knows what the next best thing is when it happens. So like I said we're always trying stuff and it's like he's just been honestly he's been a blessing to our our team. So I'm happy to have him and happy to have him on board for sure. Well again back to relationships, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that it means everything. Yeah. Relationships mean everything. Um
2: like when you when you can get your shot guy to go test with you. Oh, it's you a, get it's your shot guy of, to go test with you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If you if you're if you're out there without your shot guy, then yeah, I mean, you could be doing all these adjustments, and he might tell you, he might show up and tell you, like, you went the complete wrong way. Cause mm-hmm. we've done that before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're we're like, I'm like, hey, what do I do? And he's like, and I'm you know, I couldn't get a hold of him one the night. The polar
2: opposite of what you just did. Yeah,
1: and I'm like, okay, let's change this and this and this. And he, I call him up, and he's like, dude, you went the wrong way. And I'm like, oh well, that's why I suck. You know? Yeah.
0: Well, it's interesting. Um, and and I'm still gonna like I'm gonna fall back on race logic chassis schools. So racelogic.vip, oh, If you, you know, whether if you've got a street stock or if you've got a crate late model especially, we've got some incredible classes over there. I say we because I actually, you know, help participate. I actually film all of that and and help out with the website. But uh, I'm not an expert in any of that. Um, One thing I have learned from that is, you know, let's talk about how a person can, you know, really connect with a shot guy. And one of the tips that I received at RaceLogic is if you call a shot guy and you're like, hey, I mean, I, I, I need, you know, I'm looking for somebody to do shocks for my you know let's say street stock. if they're just like, okay, <laughs> yeah, don't um, <laughs> then the, the next thing that should happen is they should ask you a million questions
3: mm-hmm. all
0: about your driving style and 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 I guess um, that would be like maybe where I, I look to you guys and say, you know when if you are shopping for a shock guy other than the tip that I just gave, what particular questions, would you ask like, if you were interviewing because this is this is someone you're basically hiring in their own way i mean sure you're not paying them by the hour but you're basically hiring someone to be on your race team so right. what questions are you asking of a potential shot guy to make sure that you are landing with the right person because there's a lot of great shot guys out there mm-hmm. um it's it's not just your guy yeah. i mean i, I mean oh, i know no, no, i hard. mean i mean i mean i've done work with him with race logic <laughs> robbie bilbrey is a freaking yeah, nasa absolutely. engineer amazing yeah. ben baker over at afco and yeah. and ben's done every kind of racing that you could exactly. imagine and you know whether whether you you go testing with them or not i think it depends on where you are on the on your experience level and yeah. how much you can communicate because if you call up and say hey here's what's happening you know i'm you know, and you get into all the nitty gritty and you truly know your race car and you know your racing style and you can explain, you know, what the outside looks like from the inside. I think you could have a, a telecommunications relationship <coughs> with your, with your shot guy. Oh, yeah. Um, But in those first interviews or what are, you know, th- throw out some questions that you would put into an interview of uh, finding the right shot guy for you.
1: Well, there's, it's, it's like this with a lot of things, but there's you got to find somebody that you can relate with, mm-hmm. like, first of all. So there's guys that you're going to call that, you know, you'll tell them what you want, what you need or whatever, and then they'll just send you a bill. You know, and then there's other guys that uh, will actually dive in deeper and be like, you know, hey, what's going on? Like. Uh, How does it feel here? Like, let's break the corners down on Mm -hmm. where you're feeling this. And, like, people that actually, like, want to help you, those are the people that you need to be following, not the people that are just like, oh, yeah, I would go to him because, uh, you know, my shocks are good and this and that. And then you go to them and they just front you a bill and you're like, I don't know what I've got. I don't know how to tune it. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. And then you don't hear a peep from them until you need to get them rebuilt. Mm -hmm. So.
2: it's similar to like the relationship I had with Mike far back in the day mm-hmm. uh, when he had, when he was alive, bless him, but uh, with Genesis, I could call Mike any day of the week.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I never, I never went and tested with him, but like we, we just established a friendship over the phone and he'd be like, he'd call me and be like, Hey dude, I come up with something new. You want to try it? Yeah. And, and it was like, my buddy, Max Blair, that races up in uh, Pennsylvania, he's a super late model driver now, but, you know, back in the day, he was running crates. Me and Max were like his crash test dummies <laughs> a <laughs> lot of times. So, you're like, hey, this worked on Max. Did you want to try it? I'm like, hell yeah. Or, yeah, hell, You he might have told Max, hey, this worked on Steve. Did you want to try it? You know, that kind of shit. Well, so, it's,
1: it's just nice to know that, like, somebody <laughs> with not as many years of experience as most people, you know, I've been racing for, like, four years now, on and off, but, um It's nice to know that somebody like wants to help you and wants to see you grow and do better. Yep. And they're giving you all the tools and all the knowledge they know to make that happen, and it has happened. Like, yeah. Well, I I mean, like (laughs) I said, I haven't raced a whole lot, but I mean, I've I won this past year, so I was like super thrilled with that. When you like
2: you like dominated a bunch of super late models and and freaking limit steelhead cars with a five twenty five.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, it, was a, <laughs> it was a huge achievement in my book. That was, that was 10 it was, wins. It was like so an 10. ugly win. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I think, well, I wonder if one of the factors, um, obviously in racing, you know, as race car drivers, there's a whole lot of ego. I mean, you need a lot of ego to be able to do what you oh, do. Yeah.
1: You need to show up and think that you're going to win at all times. I'll, always. If um, you don't, you might as well load up and go home.
0: But at the same time, you probably need to put your ego aside a bit in order to listen to the shot guy.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: You know, you, you kind of got to check that if, well, he, if you think you're the expert, if you are the smartest person in probably in the wrong room is, right. is you know, how that goes. No,
1: Exactly. And, and uh, to touch on that too. Um, if, I mean, if you're out, like, like I said, uh, if you're out testing with a shot guy or whatnot, uh, you got to, I mean, listen Listen to what he has, he's got to say. Because you can go out there and be like, oh, I'm feeling this, this, and this. And then he's like, okay, well, all I need to do is change this and this here. And you're like, no, I don't think that's where we need to start. <laughs> like, I think we need to start on, on, on this end. Mm-hmm. And then he's, I mean, granted, like, you're paying him, so he's going to do what you want him to do. But, like, listen to what he's got to say. Because he's the expert. Mm-hmm. You're not, I mean, you're not... If. If you were an expert, you'd be a shock guy, but you're not. <laughs> you know, you're, or you're,
2: you'd be the engine guy, too, because yeah. there's always that.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Because it's
2: like you go to a race, and the guy's like, this engine won't run. You look, look at their car, and they're pushing like a dump truck. Like,
0: or right they didn't wide. wash it after last weekend? No
2: wonder it won't run, because <laughs> you're killing all your fucking momentum. You know what I mean? That kind of shit. Well,
0: it's interesting. When we kick this yeah. all off, you, you had mentioned that one thing that you have really learned more than anything else is humility. And, um, and and it's, it's interesting how we come really full circle talking about humility and, Mm -hmm. you know, and being humble and like, Hey, no, I really, you know, I'm not going to pretend to know this. Um,
1: No, God, you, you can't, I mean, it's, there's too many people out there in this industry that know a lot more than you do about certain things. And if you, if you're going and thinking, you know, everything and you're, you know, top dog or whatever, then. I promise you there's a billion people out there that approve <laughs> prove you wrong. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's a good way to it. on lose. any
1: given night on any given night.
0: <laughs> yep. All right. Well, I know we're right at the hour mark. So let's say we got a couple more comments. Do you, do you have any last minute uh, or last, last thoughts before I read these last couple of comments or, in, you know, anything else you you're like, Hey, I really want to make sure I say this on the podcast tonight.
1: Mm, what else we got? <laughs> I can wait that guy up here. Um,
2: if I ship you in an engine, answer the phone. Oh. I
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Just that saying. Too. <laughs> if we call you and tell you it's done, please pick it up.
0: <laughs> there you go. Um, okay. Oh, um, Doug's got a good question. He says, mm-hmm. how can a racetrack run without a tech man? <laughs> Not very damn well. <laughs> no, no.
1: Uh, it depends on how good they are
2: well yeah i mean you got the tech man that like goes there for his hot dogs his free hot dogs and his fucking coke and then you got like you know tracks that actually have tech men which does not exist very often in very many places
3: Mm -hmm. i will i
2: will say i'll brag on the rush series at least like vicky and them they go around and just randomly show up at tracks and -hmm. then they go through tech Mm -hmm. so they go Even if they got a shitty tech, tech man, yeah. There's pre-race yeah. tech and they, and post-race. She'll show up and do that stuff.
0: All right. So our last few. Um, uh, <laughs> Doug says Ray Charles is here. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Charles. Oh, we know Ray Charles, the the blind singer. Yeah, yeah. is the tech man wherever <laughs> oh, he is right now. <laughs> yeah, hey, I got you. yeah. Uh, all right. So Blue Ridge, Blue Ridge late, um, Outlaw Late Model Series. You know, thank you for joining mm-hmm. our podcast. Yep. He says, see y'all in a week at Cherokee. Absolutely, yes, great and um, awesome Spider Monkey Wesley Outland, our amazing oh, announcer God. friend. I haven't seen him in way too long. He says, hello, Kate Dillon, Steve Hendren, and Alex Hendren. And he says, hashtag, where's Wesley? Sub yes. Where's and sports. Sports. and um, <laughs> Wesley says, I need to pop in for a bi- uh, visit and join you on the set soon. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Love, I love fun, Wesley so much, for sure. So I think we can wrap things up. You guys, any final thoughts, final words?
2: I think it was kind of a good show tonight.
0: Yeah, I think we're, we're, we're doing good. Well, thank mm-hmm. you all for being here. Thank you so much for being part of the podcast. You know, mm-hmm. hit that subscribe button over on YouTube. Help our numbers a little bit. Hit that, hit that like button. Share this with a friend wherever you're watching it. And uh, if you're not on the Crate Insider email list, be sure to join because... With um, any of these podcasts, we send them out the next day, and we also put in product recommendations, things like that. So you can sign up for our email list at crateinsider.com. Any final thoughts on Hendren Racing Engines?
2: Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. Uh, I just want to remind everybody that uh, next week he'll be racing, mm-hmm. so we won't be doing the podcast next weekend right. or next Monday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but. I assume we'll be back fall on Monday.
0: Yeah, we'll see.
1: Yeah, Sounds good. and if y'all are in the area, please come out and and say hi. I mean, I'll have some t shirts there. Uh, Jerky Speedway. Cherokee Speedway, Gaffney, Speed- South Carolina. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for the plug. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> whatever I've got left, I'm bringing. So I'm I, y'all have been cleaning me out of t shirts, which I like. Thank you so much for doing that. But so uh, yeah, we'll we'll be Gaffney, Gaffney, South or Cherokee uh, Speedway on um, July third. This next coming Monday and we're going to go for it we're going we're going to give it all she's got and hopefully we can pull off a win i, I really i'm really jonesing for one after that last one <laughs> let's just let's see if we can make it happen
0: all right well good luck to you alex and thank you. and thank you to you guys see you next time see you
1: later